You are listening to an SAFM podcast, 104 to 107 nationwide. Stream us live on www.safm.co.za or via the SABC Plus app. SABC News, independent and impartial. Researchers at the University of Cape Town. UCT have found that older persons' grant is insufficient for the needs of elderly people living in South Africa. The study, conducted by Family Caregiving, found that almost three-quarters of all persons aged 60 or older in South Africa received the grant, which was valued at 2,080 rand per month in 2023. The study reveals that elderly people predominantly use their grants for addressing basic needs, such as food, energy and transportation, rather than specifically catering to their care needs. Now, for more on this, we're joined on the line by Professor Elena Moore from the Department of Sociology at the University of Cape Town. First, tell us about your study and in what, what way does the current old age grant then fall short in addressing the unique care needs of the older individuals? So, so I think what we were trying to show is that the reach of the older person's grant is, you know, is really shaped by the size of the household where the older person is living and also who's in the household and what are the different income sources that are in the household. But also, most importantly, you know, where is that household located? So, for example, if it's located to close to service centres or a staff pay point or a clinic, needless to say the older person's grant doesn't have to be used in the same way as if it's further away from such services. So what we were really showing and what we found is whilst we, you know, we, we applaud what the older person's grant does, in the absence of little support for families to care for older persons, it is really used by older persons and their families to secure basic needs, like you said, access to food, transport and energy. And it really can't be used to maximise their dignity or functional ability. So, so, yeah. yeah. So, so what are some of the key findings then regarding the access to health care as well as associated costs for um, physically disabled older people in rural areas, particularly in terms of transport expenses? Yeah, so, I mean, we were showing that in, in many areas, um, people were spending up to maybe 100 rand return trip to access clinics, so to access mm. their basic needs, you know, medication. And needless to say, people also need to buy food to be able to take medication. Mm. So all of these, you know, whilst we, you know, again, are, are applaud the fact that medication is re- normally readily available at the clinic, you still need resources to be able to get to that clinic. And then you still need to be able to pay for electricity to cook the food that you're going to eat so that you can take, you know, medication, for example. So all of these assumptions that kind of underlie what it means to, to live, particularly when you have care needs, so whether you have diabetes, whether you're, you, you know, you've, you've mobility issues. So you can't actually access norm, um, everyday transport like a taxi or, or, or a bus, for example. You might require special transport. And in certain areas, these, you know, uh, th- that, those kind of facilities are just not available. In most areas, they're not available. So people were spending quite a lot of money on other medical products, such as adult incontinence products, when they weren't readily available at the clinic. Now, in some clinics, they are readily available, and you might get... You know, a, a particular allocation for the month, often this is, in, is inadequate. And such products are, you know, 200 rand, 210 rand a packet. And that packet may only last you for a week. So when you rely on, on such uh, the medical products or the cost of your transport, is, it's particularly high because of where you live or because the, you know, the op- transport options are, are not as 
as favourable as in other areas, you're going to spend a larger portion of your money on 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 those like on being able to access services. So, mm. and that's where people are struggling, and people are really underspending on food, and we're quite we're quite concerned about the underspend on food, given the cost of transport, given the cost of electricity. Given the ways in which people actually have to access loans to be able to support their, you know, themselves and their families, it is important to say that older persons are living on average with six, out of sorry, five plus people in their households. So, and we, and we, yeah, yes. Con, con, so, so, how does the situation in urban areas such as Cape Town perhaps mm. differ from rural and peri-urban areas, and and what impact does the local context then have on the effectiveness mm. of the older persons grant? I mean, I think there's different issues. So the one thing that I haven't said so far is, in, you know, rural areas tend to have larger households. Uh, not always, you know, but on the whole, when we look at it, national figures. And when you have um, more people living in the household, you generally have more mouths to feed. You know, we all know that. And when the child support, we know that the child support grant and the social relief distress grant is already quite limited in meeting the needs of the beneficiaries, i.e. children and people who, you know, um, unemployed at uh, working age able-bodied adults, right? So that means that given the value of the older person's grant, people have to dip into that to cover other people's needs too. And that might be school transport, that might be, you know, money to pay for people to get to work. So that, we, we must think of, of people in living in families. People don't live as individuals. Just because I get an older person's grant doesn't mean I'm only going to use it for myself. You know, we, we live collectively. And so in urban areas, what was quite interesting is we found that people had strategies of managing food in particular that wouldn't be readily available in a rural area or even a peri-urban area. So there were food programs available at a local NPO or maybe it's a church or some other facility. And so people were managing their lives in ways that they would ensure that they would access food that was often maybe much more affordable. So it might be 10 rand for a large plate or a large bucket of food that might last you like, you know, two or three servings. And that's what people were doing. They were moving between different food programs, essentially. Some were available at senior clubs, but often it was at a school or a church or some other religious institution. And it showed us how people, you know, were really unable to, to, to use their older person's grant in a way that is probably intended to ensure dignity and uh, functional ability for older persons. Professor, what specific recommendations or steps can now be taken to ensure that the older person's grant adequately covers the basic care needs of elderly people, especially those with chronic conditions like diabetes, hypertension and arteritis, mm. taking into account the very diverse challenges faced in South Africa? Yeah, I, I, I mean, I do think we do need a review of the value of the older person's grant. That's the first thing. Given the increases in cost of living that we're all very familiar with, but, you know, it, it, it impacts an older person who has specific care needs more. So if I have to get to the clinic and I have to spend 150 rand to get there and back, and often I have to go with someone because I'm, and I'm unable to go on my own for different reasons, you know, those are the kind of, the kind of concerns people need to think about. So the, there's a review of the value of the older person's grant. There's also a very low uptake of what's called the grant in aid. And we, we, we've been calling for several months, if not in other reports, to, to look into why the grant and aid has such a low uptake. And it, the uptake varies across the country. That's a grant available for, for older persons and pe- people living with a disability who have full-time care needs. And it's supposed to cover the cost of care. It's 510 rand currently, and it's got an extremely low uptake. 
and, and we think that should be much higher. At the moment, one in 25 older persons are receiving it, and we think that number should be one in five. So that's a bit concerning for us as well, and we need to investigate why it's that. The other things that can be done are there could be things like, you know, in the past there have been mobile clinics to reduce the transport costs. So particularly in rural areas, mobile clinics can be very useful. And other things such as during COVID, a lot of medication was uh, delivered or at least in a more accessible kind of location to, to specifically to all persons who have mobility issues. Um, free transport to clinics, you know, more home-based care, especially so maybe other family members can gain employment or at least go and seek employment. Um, so these are some of the things, as I said, uh, freely available and regular supply of adult incontinence products is a really important um, resource that needs to make to be ensured that it's available at the clinic and that an adequate supply is available. Because again, this is a huge cost. It's, as I said, 210 rand for one packet. And, you know, most families, if someone has that need, they may need, you know, four or five packets a month if, at the very least. So that's a thousand rand, you know, per month that you would have to uh, spend otherwise. So there are some quite practical ones, you know, but I think more broadly, we need to be watching that because as cash pay points, for example, are being phased out, we need to see how this impacts how all the persons are going to access their grants and their grant money. And that's a bit unclear how that's going to happen, especially for people living in rural areas. At this point in time, the grant is at 2,080 rand per month. Um, mm. What is that magic number that you're looking at? <laughs> I mean, that's a very difficult one to say, you know, because we are balancing different needs and costs in, in, the, in the state. And, and, and imagine if you lived in an area where, you know, medication was, it was closer to your home, that you didn't have to spend 100 rand to, to, just to get it and didn't have to spend the whole day queuing for it. That would mean, it's, so it's not just the value of the older person's grant, whilst that is important, don't get me wrong. I mean, the argument is that, you know, a, a nutritious meal, the minimum cost of a nutrition, nutritious meal, you know, electricity that would give you, you know, a, kind of a humble consumption, what they call, and, you know, enough money for cleaning products. Um, let alone a transport, that could come up to around 4,000. And then I'm not saying that that is a reasonable sum because the question will be, can the, can the state afford that? But if the, if the other services around your, your, your home were available, i.e., as I mentioned, certain medical products, the, kind of the reduction in the need to have to travel far and pay for high transport costs to get to clinics, to SASA pay points, or whatever it may be, and if there were more carers in the community, home-based carers, that would radically reduce your costs, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. So that it, it needs to be coupled. There's, there's a cash amount, but there's also care services that need to be more forthcoming and more reliable and closer, uh, so more accessible, basically, um, to older persons, and particularly older persons who have mobility issues, because I think that's one thing that's really not being catered for enough and then the cost of the family members to support that old person who can't physically maybe attend the, uh, a clinic themselves or have you know need to need to um, pay for specific transport. That those transport costs can be very high. That's like you know maybe it's an Uber or maybe it's a private transport from the neighbour where you're paying up to two or three or four hundred rand to get to, to a clinic. Mm-hmm. Professor, thank you so much for your time. Thank you. Thank you very much. That's Professor Eleanor Moore from the Department of Sociology at the University of Cape Town. You can find SAFM Current Affairs on 104 to 107 nationwide. Our podcasts are available for download on all our digital platforms. SAFM, leading the conversation.